0: Welcome to Be The Man Podcast, the place for men who desire to create an impact in this world. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and every day I'm going to lead you to a call to action. In a time where our families and communities are suffering due to men failing to be the man, this podcast explores what it really means to be the man. All right, man. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Be The Man podcast, a podcast dedicated for men desiring to step up and be the man and create an impact in this world. Got an awesome episode for you today. But of course, before we do that, we get into the man question of the day. And it goes like this. My nine-year-old son shuts down when I discipline him and runs to his room. What should I do? This is an interesting question, Into to the heart of the matter, we look at this, and the reason why it bugs us as a man is because it uh, seems like a sign of weakness, and something only maybe a sissy would do, right? And so what we want to teach our... Our son to man up and, and be assertive. So that's all good stuff. Uh, but the fact that he's nine and uh, this is the way he's coping, it means that's the skills that he's comfortable with and that he needs to be trained to utilize a different skill. But remember that he's nine. It is our responsibility to teach him assertiveness. Now, if we are aggressive, then we will always Um, send him to this flight or fight mode. So let me explain this for a minute. We all have a flight, fight, or freeze mode. And that is when we get into trouble, right? As this young uh, son did, and he's being disciplined or reprimanded verbally. And now he has um, a couple different choices. And that is he could freeze and just like, uh, you know, as dad, you know, begins to discipline him, just be stuck there um he can uh be aggressive and yell and scream um or he could run away and not deal with the situation so as a 9 year old boy who doesn't know how to cope and his brain hasn't developed these skills necessary to be able to choose properly on which he should do Now, as a man, we know that sometimes none of those three scenarios are beneficial to us. Now, we can't just freeze and sit there. We can't just run away and we can't aggressively yell and hit people, right? What we can do is begin to stop, pause, and think, and begin to understand what's the best route for me to choose. A nine-year-old boy does not have those skills. In fact, your brain isn't fully developed till you're 25. It's going to take a long process for him to develop these skills, but it's best if we model it for him. And that means when we face difficult situations, we don't run away from them. So we're modeling that kind of behavior. And also we don't lash out aggressively and begin to yell and scream. It's important that we model that for them, right? So we model the appropriate uh, responses for our, our child. So we become the leader and they begin to follow our example. We can even point out as he gets older, did you see son, how I handled that situation, how I didn't run and hide, how I didn't lash out in aggression, how I didn't just freeze there and do nothing, but I contemplated my response and I responded accordingly to the wisdom that is inside of me. This takes time. Don't be hard on your nine-year-old son. Be the man. Show him the way. Lead by example. So when he's in his 20s, 25s, and 30s, he will be able to model the same thing to his children. All right, men, we are in the man quote of the day, and it's brought to you by Norman Mailer. Masculinity is not something given to you, but something that you gain. And you gain it by winning small battles with honor. You know, we have this identity uh, idea of masculinity as being something that is very scruffy, long beards and dirty ass men and stuff like that. When real masculinity is something that takes place on the inside of us. And that is winning our battles, small battles, and being honorable. You see, masculinity comes from living up to a certain code and principles. You become the kind of person that is worthy of respect and honor. And in fact, you don't do anything that would change that. See, our self-perception of ourselves, if we believe that we are not worthy of respect and honor, we will behave as such. So the goal of any man or masculinity is to be the kind of man that you respect, and so don't step out of your own expectations. Be the kind of man that you know is worthy of honor. And this is a powerful way to display masculinity in this world. All right, men. So we are at the Men Creating Impact part of the podcast. And I'll read a tad bit, and we're going to jump into our topic. We are reading from Men Creating Impact, and it's coming. It's a workbook for men that's coming out soon I will let you know when it has arrived. You might be a pansy if you're acting like sleeping beauty, which means you live in your bed, you eat in your bed, you read in your bed, you smoke in your bed, you drink in your bed, you watch TV in your bed. You might be drinking two pots of coffee in the morning thinking it will solve your energy problems. You are exhausted because you lost the passion and purpose to pursue your dreams. If you were pursuing your dreams and purpose, then passion would follow. The lack of passion is due to the lack of identifying and pursuing your purpose. So that is our little reading for today, but we'll want to talk to you about the cycle of pain. You see, for someone to be up in their bed all the time, They are going through a process of pain, and that is that they have checked out on life. They have decided not to participate. It's almost like a a sport as a young boy, right? You get uh, beat up or it was too much for you to handle, and so the coach took you out, and you're on the sidelines, And many times this happens with men. You could tell because all they're doing is sedating. They're stuck in a routine that is very systematic and it plays out day after day, week after week, month after month. And there's a lot of sedation going on in this scenario. The little routine kind of looks like this. You go to work. You're not really present. You're just doing your time getting that paycheck, clocking in and clocking out. And then you go for the drive home and then you swing by the liquor store and grab a case and whatever it is, 12, 24-pack, whatever you've built up to nowadays. And then you grab your beer and plop down on the couch and begin watching TV and begin drinking until you pass out. Now, many men live in this scenario. This is not something like, oh my God, like something new. When we have checked out, when we've decided to give up, we just go ahead with our routines and begin to sedate. Now, you, you might be like, nah, that's not me. Well, maybe it's a little bit different. You go to a job that you hate. You, you come home and maybe you... Maybe you have still have a wife and kids and maybe you recently got a kid and it's, it's, it's spurred up some uh, momentum and motivation inside of you. And so maybe you're just working and coming home, having dinner and watching TV and going to bed without the drinking part. But the fact is, is that when you decide to give up, you get stuck into this routine. And the question that I have for you today is, do you want... Something more. Every day I'm going to come at you talking about your impact. And I will define what that is again, just in case you've just dropped by on this episode. But it's your inner being. It's your money. It's your physical body. It's your authority as a man. It's your connection with your family, your wife, your children. And it's your time. That is your habits and daily routines. And so the question I have for you today is Do you want something more? Do you want something more? Do you look at your inner being? your spiritual life, your connection with God and say, you know what? I want something more. I'm starving. I'm hungry. I want something more in that area. I want to be empowered spiritually. I want to know that I'm connected. I want to rise to uh, find my purpose and begin to pursue my passions and do something great in this world. Do you want something more? You might look at your business you might not own a business at all, but you might dreamed of owning a business one day. You might dreamed of being an entrepreneur and branching out and doing something different. Or you can look at your bank account and see that, you know, there's hardly anything left at the end of the month and and you're looking at retirement in a trailer park in poverty. So I ask you, do you want something more? You might look at your physical body and it has gone to crap, right? You were once limber and able to do things with your children and able to just move and function throughout the day, but that's not the case anymore. I'm going to ask you, do you want something more? It could be the marriage that you have. Now, you might have been married for 20 years, and so during that time, it's normal for for dry spells, but uh, you've been in a continual dry spell, and um, you can't even remember the last time you made love. In fact, you decide to take care of that area yourself because it's not worth all the trouble. And I ask you, do you want something more? And lastly, do you look at your habits and routines and the, the cycle of life that you have now produced, that you've been okay with, that you continually do? And these habits are building up negative consequences, and it's just like the erosion that I talked about. It's nothing that comes overnight. There's no drastic change. And so this continually happens day by day, eroding your heart and eroding your soul. And causing you to give up your passion and your purpose. And the question is, do you want something more? And after you consider that for a moment, think about this. What does more look like to you? What does more look like to you? You see, one of our core problems is this, is that we lost sight of what is important to us. Because if we had the forefront of our mind, what was important to us, we would begin to pursue importance and we would have passion and purpose. You see, a couple years ago or about a year ago, it's been a little process for me, but I decided that my impact was important. I seen the areas of my life where if I begin to build them I will f- I will live a fulfilled and happy life and I decided that that was important to me. I decided that taking my wisdom and the knowledge that I've I've experienced and sharing it with others is important to me. I decided along the way that my wife and my family and having a great home and building a great business and becoming an entrepreneur, I I decided that that was important to me. And so what begins to happen is when you begin to recognize what's important and begin to grab a hold of it, begin to think about it, ponder it every day. What you begin to lose sight of is the things that are unimportant. And you begin to make decisions based upon what is important to you and not important to somebody else or the lesser and important things that we have consumed our lives with. You see, sometimes we as men, our lives are consumed with the unimportant and we begin to focus on all those things. And it's kind of like we're living a tad bit clueless. We don't solidify, we don't communicate, we don't establish what is important to us. So the question I have for you surrounding that is what is important to you? Are you willing to write it down? Are you willing to make it simple, make it plain and look at it every single day until it becomes a driving force in your life? You see, the best way to overcome our cycles of of just defeat and frustration and failure is to begin to develop new patterns. And that new pattern is today focusing on what is important and building up importance. So what's your dream? What dream are you not living? Has your life turned out the way that you wanted it too, you know, somewhere along the way, if you're in this cycle, you have abandoned your dreams. You have let your dreams go, and you decided just for a mediocre, crappy life, where you're just existing. There's pleasure moments that happen every once in a while, but overall, it's just mundane and it's just routine. You see, we as Men, we were built for spontaneity and excitement. But all that has gone out the window. So why are you choosing not to live your dream? And yes, I said choosing. Because the first thing we'll say is, well, because of this happened. Oh, because I blew out my knee in college. Oh, because uh ah, uh, ah." Uh, and we make all of the ex- these excuses, but I come straight at you with this. Why are you choosing right now, right now, not to live your dream? You may, you might be, man, it's been so long. I don't even know what my dream is. Well, the best thing you could do today is to get one. And the way that this happens is to get clarity about what you want. What exactly do you want? For me, it was simplistic. I looked at the area of my impact, my inner being, my money, my physical body, my authority, my connection in time, and said, I want fulfillment. I want to be satisfied. And I want to have enough. And the question all comes down to, is what do you want? Maybe, just maybe, you haven't thought about what you wanted for years. You put what you wanted on the back burner. Maybe a relationship came along, maybe kids came along, maybe a job came along, and all these things just caused you to get into a mode and modality of not pursuing your dreams and you grabbed your little dreams and you stuck them on a shelf. Well, my challenge to you today is to pull it back off. You see, a man can endure all things when he has purpose. And a man begins to die when he begins to lose his purpose. But the funny thing about purpose is this. Is that most people go look for it. It's like they're on a search and a quest. That purpose is somewhere outside of them. And it's some journey or some discovery to find it. And then there's people that hope for it. Those was sit around and wait, sit around and hope. This is what the religious community often does. Someday. Some big change will happen in my life. Someday God will come down and change everything. Someday, someday, someday. And so they just sit around and hope for it. And then, of course, lastly, people sit around and wait for it. I'm just waiting for my purpose. One day, the purpose fairy is going to sprinkle his fairy dust over me, and it's going to become clear to me. You see, all these ways keep us in stupor. They keep us waiting for some future day, for some quest to find it. Here's the reality. We create our purpose. You don't need to look for it, you don't need to hope for it. You don't need to wait for it. You need to create it. And you create it by getting clarity. Say that word with me. Clarity. This is where you clearly see and identify what you want. You see, for me, once again, I wanted impact. I wanted those multiple areas of my life to experience fulfillment. And then take it a step further. I want other men to feel the same purpose and fulfillment at a younger age at an earlier rate so we can begin to change and transform as men maybe in our early 30s instead of hitting our 40s and 50s and trying to get our lives together. So, the question I have for you today, why have you stopped dreaming? Why has your passion died? And what is it that you really want the challenge today clarify what you want and therein create your purpose i will see you tomorrow peace